Fast Forward Productions. The women are speaking. Welcome back to Brands Without Borders, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who want to break out of the old way of doing business and see the world while they're at it. I'm your host, Katie Smith, an art director, brand strategist, and the founder of Dropcap Design, where I've been building brands from the road since 2014. Each week, I'll bring you stories from abroad while breaking down the fundamentals of how I build story-driven, influential online brands that break the mold. So go ahead, put yourself out there. I've got your back. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Brands Without Borders. It is so good to have you here. So today, when this airs, I will be back into Costa Rica, which is crazy. What an amazing summer. It was so much fun to be home, to see family, to be in Montana and see friends. It was an amazing two months back home, back home in the US and traveling around. So much happened. I mean, I sold my car. I turned 33. I updated our website, which might be live by now, but might also not be because these things tend to drag. But yeah, it's been a good summer. And I'm also glad to be back in Costa Rica in rainy season. So for updates on that, definitely head over to Instagram, Brands Without Borders pod to see some nice jungle rainy season Costa Rica vibes. But today's episode, I actually wanted to talk about values. So I was on a walk the other day back home. It was a week before I went on my Southern road trip and I was in the middle of working on website stuff. And I just started thinking I was in the middle of, you know, I'm in the doers club and I was in the middle of like doing a whole marketing strategy for the studio and updating our website. And then all of a sudden I was like, man, I really should get back into my Spanish lessons. Like I am prone to fill my calendar. I will invest in things for quick wins or because I feel like everyone else is doing it and I need to learn how to do it too. I also get a lot of anxiety when I'm not being productive. I think that's my Enneagram three rearing its ugly head. I think the whole idea started in Montana when I was talking to my best friend, Micah, and we were just, you know, going on a walk and talking and and she was kind of like, you know, you work really hard, but what are you working towards? Because you always just seem to be in growth mode and like, this is your 10 year anniversary year. So, you know, have you taken some time to reevaluate? So I'm on this walk and I'm thinking like, okay, I, I went on the walk because I was feeling stressed. I was like, man, I have like five really big open projects and all of them feel extremely urgent. All of them need to happen right now. And also, um, I want to soak up these last few days with my family. I have things personally that I want to get done, experience before I go back to Costa Rica. How do I prioritize? And I came back to the idea that I prioritize based on my values. And I have done values exercises. I mean, I do it a lot in strategy process. But it had been a while since I had reevaluated my value system to see if it was still pertinent to what I was building towards. And here's how I went through the process. I started personally because I don't think there's any point in starting with your business goals because they're just going to turn into business incentives without a lot of emotional clarity around why you're working towards that end goal. So, you know, you might say like, oh, I have a value of being reliable or a value of being consistent. 
And then when you don't have any like emotional depth behind that value, it's just going to turn into, I should post on Instagram five days a week because I did that two years ago. And you know, my value is consistency, but you haven't stopped to say why, why is that important to you? What does that mean to you? What is the end motivation there? And I think that only comes from when you consider what you want personally, especially as an entrepreneur, because your business is such a reflection of you. So if you don't have your own house in order, your own life heading in the direction that you want it to go, how can you hope to build a business of real impact? So with that in mind, I sat and I thought, okay, when my career gets to the elusive epitome, the needle feels like it's just always changing, but When it gets to the place where I, what does success look like for me, basically? And I can close my eyes and I can visualize it. I can visualize exactly what I'm wearing, how I'm feeling, what my environment looks like, what my day looks like. I have visualized this life until I am blue in the face. But what I haven't visualized and what I hadn't visualized until this walk in the neighborhood is what does this life that I can so clearly picture in my head What does this woman value? What does her life reflect, which is how she has valued and prioritized how she's built it? And I started off the most clear thing that I saw was space, space for things to feel easy, for it to feel convenient. You know, I actually, when I'm home, it kind of started because every time I come back to the States, you would be shocked at the amount of Amazon items in my cart. And it's because when you're out of the country and when you're traveling, you don't have as many options. And then when you come home, all of a sudden, it's like everything you ever wanted over your trip finds its way into your Amazon cart. When I feel really stressed or homesick for things that typically are easy while I'm abroad, I will just add it to my Amazon cart as a way to feel like I've solved that problem, even if I don't have like the immediate solution. It's like a weird little thing that I do, but I promise you it works. So I'll get home and I'll see all these little things in my cart that I really wanted while I was abroad because I felt like it would make my life easier. And I've noticed that I do have this tendency lately to buy things that don't actually end up using because I've found some other solution or ended up not being like a recurring problem. And so I started thinking, okay, what drives my buying habits? What is behind the things that I buy that I think will improve my life? And almost every time it's like, this would make my life more convenient. This would make my life easier in some way. It'll create space. I won't have to do something else because this product exists. And so I realized that space and convenience is something, it's a place where I like to put my money, but it's also what I'm building towards. And so I've thought that I want to have certain financial success so that I can afford for things to be convenient, to not have to do it the hard way, to be able to be slow and thoughtful in my projects, the space to work on the things that I want to work on, the space to follow my inspiration, to daydream, to be able to travel and enjoy those experiences, to get lost in a book, to have a movie night, to do a long weekend, to have a slow morning, to go on a two-hour walk in the neighborhood because I just need to think. Like that to me is luxury. The ability to just have space in your life, to not feel rushed, to me, that's luxury. 
It's the ability to have white space. It's amazing. So that's a huge value in my personal life. And I've noticed that every time I've invested in something for myself personally outside of the business, because as we'll see, I've definitely had unaligned business values for a while, which I think is what led to increasing burnout several times. But in my personal life, I've noticed that my purchases and the way that I spend my energy and the way that I choose to structure my time when I'm not working is very spacious. So the next thing when I picture this ideal life is that it's beautiful. Shocker. I'm a designer. Of course, it's beautiful. Are you kidding me? I have the resources to make my environment appealing, to stay in beautiful places, to be in beautiful places, to take care of myself, to just enjoy lovely things. So when I see something that is just stunning, that makes me feel inspired and catches my eye, that it's something I can cultivate into my life, that I can go see beautiful things in nature, go on hikes, go into the ocean, travel to a different place, buy beautiful clothes, take care of my skin and buy the product that has the better packaging. I mean, I am someone that loves to be surrounded by beautiful things, things that are well-designed, that have an artistic thought behind them, craftsmanship, quality. I think as a designer, it's almost bit me in the foot because I can notice something that's like poor quality or a knockoff or cheap and I can't get past it. And so when I think about what do I cultivate in my life, another thing, what are my buying habits? Again, when it's a decision between two things that are the same thing, I'm always going to pick the more beautiful option, the better packaging, the better branding, the better product design, the better color. That is always the aesthetics of things always comes into play. It's also, you know, why I even love taking care of my appearance, my skincare, my hair, you know, dressing in a wardrobe capsule. It's all because I really gravitate towards things that are cared for and that are beautiful. And so that's something that is aligned with my business, owning a design studio and being someone who craves beautiful things is a very aligned value and one that I am completely unapologetic about in my personal life. And once I just started owning it, felt very seen in my personal life. And it feels good to just own the things that actually matter to you. I mean, sure, when you look at a list of values, it's so easy to just go towards the ones you think you should value. But all of these things are wonderful in and of themselves. And the third personal value, when I think about what does my life of getting everything I ever wanted look like is deep connection. So that's having real impact. That's having the resources to make a difference. When I picture this ideal life, it's a beautiful home. I feel beautiful in my body and my environment. I'm going through the day with a lot of ease and calm and spaciousness. And I have a house full of people, open door policy, strong community, really solid family. I love my people. I love my family. I love my friends. I love my community. During my time in Montana, I started a weekly family dinner tradition where I wanted everybody in one place one day a week so we could share a meal. I am just very community driven. I love connecting with my team. I love the relationships I built with my clients. I am a connector. I love deep connection. 
I love being social. I love interactions. I don't always love Zoom meetings, but that's, you know, a whole other thing. But I love interacting with other people. And so having those deep connections is a huge value for me in my personal life. And it's the resources, especially as I travel and move around, to be able to go back to places that are important to me and show up for the moments that matter. Show up for my friends' weddings. Show up for their baby showers and when something amazing happens in their life. For instance, my best friend, she and her partner just bought a farm in Africa and have invited me to come see it. And I want to be able to go because it's a huge thing for her. And so being able to show up, being able to have this large, close, present sense of community and connection in my life is very, very important to me. I want to feel like I have impact, like I'm a good sister, a good daughter, a good friend, a good partner, a good neighbor. All of these things are incredibly important to me. This is actually where my people-pleasing side comes in and that I really want to show up. I want to be generous with the people in my life. But yeah, it's a huge value and it's another way that I like to spend my money and mainly spend my time is traveling a lot. Mainly, almost every time I travel, it's because there's some relationship at play. There's some community that I'm going back to some relationship that I'm going to invest in more. Okay. So those are basically my three top personal values, personal values in the sense of this is what I imagine are the values that would create the kind of life that I dream of. It's like, if I want this life that I can visualize the scene in my head that I can visualize, then I think these three things have to be prioritized in order to get there. It's going to be what cultivates that vision. So now moving over to my business, I kind of did the same thing where I was like, okay, so this is the kind of business that supports the kind of life that I envision for myself. So I kind of took all the things that are important to me. And some of the things I took into play are like things that have bothered me in the past that maybe haven't bothered the rest of my team or my clients, but I'm like, eh, it's a sticking point for me and I just can't get past it. Well, that's probably because it brushes up against something that I hold as a value. So the first one is I started just going through like how I want to interact with my work, my craft, my client relationships. I wanted to be the best solution in a sea of options. I want people to be like, yeah, there's a lot of brand designers, but there's only one Katie. Yeah. There's a lot of different branding courses, but there's only one, the brand edit. You know what I mean? So sure, there's a lot of options, but this is like clearly the most excellent solution. This is going to solve my problem in the best way. It's also meant that I like things to be sophisticated and simple at the same time. Yeah, those two things aren't always (laughs) the same, but I want them to both exist in my business. I want it to be beautiful and sophisticated and smart and also uncomplicated, visually simple, uncluttered, refined. I think this especially comes into play in our systems. I have reinvented the wheel with our systems so many times because I'm like, yeah, this feels too complicated. 
If there's too many manual steps or it's a cluttered visual experience or it isn't completely clear to every single new person that comes into our business, then there is room for change, room for improvement. I just do not like fluff. I don't like to jump on the bandwagon. I want things to feel refined and edited and excellent. And as I was brainstorming all of these things that are so important to me, I was like simplicity, sophistication excellence, consistency, clear. Guess what word came up? Elegant. This is elegant. It's everything you need and nothing excessive. It's great form. It's precision. It's well-crafted. It's curated, tasteful. All of these things play into this idea of elegance huge, huge value for the studio. And every new project, I want it to be an elegant portrayal of what we're trying to do, an elegant portrayal of our design skills, an elegant portrayal of our education process, an elegant portrayal of storytelling. I want everything to be done in this elegant, sophisticated, refined way that assumes the intelligence of our audience that best showcases the skills of our team that speaks to the impact that we want to have that creates positive ripples within our industry and community. All of these things are under this idea of just approaching our business with utmost elegance. The second value that I noticed, and I'll walk through how we got there. So in my voice notes from this walk, it was funny. There it is again. You hear it again. It was funny. It wasn't funny. I said, I want the process to be fun, but I wouldn't say I'm someone who's always just trying to start the party or make something this crazy, loud, fun experience. It's more that I want it to be enjoyable, which I think is a better word. So I started thinking, okay, this plays back into spaciousness. I want work to feel enjoyable. I want it to feel like it has purpose to it. I want to care for my team. I want to care for my clients. I want their experience of working with us to be memorable. One of their favorite things they've ever done. I want when someone says, what's the best part of running your business, the best investment you ever made for them to say, my branding. I enjoyed every single moment of it. It was the most memorable thing I've done and it catapulted the rest of my success. That would be the coolest. I want it to feel comfortable and clear and easy. And at the end of the day, I want it to be hospitable. And hospitality to me is anticipating needs. It's allowing it to be luxurious and fun. It's going the extra mile to make sure someone feels welcome, that someone has a good experience. It really is putting others before yourself. And when I think about being a hospitable brand, I want it to feel inclusive. I want it to feel spacious, memorable, leisurely, beautiful. I want it to be fun, to have moments of unexpected delight and unexpected luxury. Like that would be amazing. I want it to be a better experience than what they thought they signed up for. So hospitality is another core value of the studio. 
And finally, I started thinking, okay, so we have excellence in how we show up and we have hospitality and how we care for ourselves, our team, and our clients. And there is one more thing that feels like it's missing. And it's this relentless drive to push the needle, to see things from a fresh perspective, to be innovative, to participate in every last course that looks interesting because I want to grow as a leader and a designer and as a person because I want to enhance my product and I want to be a better business and a better business owner and I want to improve things. What that comes down to is seeing the opportunity to be like, yeah, this is amazing and now we have the opportunity to do this. And then we can evaluate if that opportunity makes sense. And I think this is my area of growth within DropCap where just because I see an opportunity doesn't mean I need to chase it. It means I need to consider it. But I think that looking for the opportunity is A, what makes someone a good brand strategist. So I would be remiss not to acknowledge that as a huge reason why our brands have been successful. And it's because I have natural curiosity and I hire people who are curious, who want things to be better than the industry standard, who push the envelope and set the standard. That is what I attract because it's what I value. (laughs) Shocker. So when we boil it down, My personal life, I want it to be spacious, beautiful, and full of deep connection. And when I consider my business, when I consider opportunities, new hires, client inquiries, new products and offerings, I lead with hospitality. How does this improve the experience? How does it improve my life, my team's life, and my client's life? How do I consider its impact? So hospitality is what we lead with. Once we determine that it's a good fit from that perspective, then we build it with elegance. It's beautiful. It's refined. It's tasteful. It's uncluttered. It's thoughtfully considered and well-crafted. So we lead with hospitality. That is how we decide if something is a good fit. We build with elegance. And then finally, once we launch it, we look for the opportunity. Where can we grow? Where can we enhance? Where can we lean in? What's next? So. Now, all of a sudden, I have the best framework for decision-making. Lead with hospitality, build with elegance, look for the opportunity. And now this is the framework of how I will build my team. I will get my team to make decisions, how I will discern different opportunities that come. So that's just a little lesson in how I came up with my values and what informed them and the thought process so that you can do the same for your own business and hopefully feel even more connected to the direction that you're going in. I would love to know if this hit home. So if this hit home for you or it got your wheels spinning and you want to learn more about this, I would love it if you left a review and told me what you learned, what values you determined for your own life and business. I really want to connect with those of you who are tuning in. I see you listening and I want to connect with you and I want to say hello. It's also a great way for this podcast to get discovered by other people. So please rate and review. I so appreciate it. And then if you have the time, please also share with a friend, but it is just so wonderful to connect with you and I will see you in the next episode.
And that's a wrap on this week's episode of Brands Without Borders. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're watching the show on YouTube, please subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. You can also tune in as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. You can support future episodes of Brands Without Borders by leaving a review and sharing this episode with your fellow travelers and work friends. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss a future episode. To see where in the world I am, follow me on Instagram at Brands Without Borders Pod, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.